Burn that rubber like I'm Michelin Five star food that I dish to them Chef's that gone when I whip into the kitchen And I switch suits like I'm Mr. Ben Ten ten give a shift up to fifth Blues in the rear and I'm swerving the mains like Tokyo Drift Took a shot, but he missed Then made love to the grain and kissed the girl Bust the word, I dodge your case So I flip the bird, grab the bing Get back to work and I'm switching lanes And I black out hurt I'll hurt him One thing's for sure and two things for certain Money gets made in the packs I'm serving And mess with a cake and I bet I'm a burger Welcome back to What Would Fergie Do? I am your host, Olu Jimmy, joined today by Mr. Francis. Dirty yo. Bright. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo. Let him talk. <laughs> and, and the man who loves to introduce himself. Nostradamus, you already know Maestro is back on that hot streak. <laughs> so people counted me out. But I got Kennedy and, you know, Papi Chulo, uh, to those who know me on a good day. On a Friday, some people call me Dr. Raman. Um, Neo from The Matrix, always. John Wick, go see John Wick in theaters. Out, out now. Um, just to remind you guys again, album coming out soon. I have a title, but... I'll drop it. I'll drop the name of the title at the end of the season. Just give you guys something to look forward to. Um, but for the purposes of this pod, you can just call me on Maestro. Keep it simple. Is John Wick out already? Huh, that's a good question. I've been in a little bit you of a media You saw that. You saw that. You saw I've been out of the loop. I've been out of the loop. Yeah, but you know, media obligations are different, right? Every day blends into, I've seen it a number of times, some of my best work. I'm surprised Francis didn't jump on that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, happy Sunday, lads. Um, Good Sunday so far, or good weekend overall, I guess, is is a better way to ask that question. This Rafinha. Guys, Anthony, I tell you. Yeah. No, um, no, 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 no answer to the question. <laughs> now, my Sunday has been pretty chill. Uh, the weather is amazing. I think it's about five degrees or seven degrees or something like that. I think it's about um, like 33 summer, degrees. So hot. Summer, here, man. is that you? Summer, is that you? Is that you? On the the only summer you all know right now is Summer Walker. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's looking for her recently, but I I I see what you did there. Yo, um, there was a video. There was a video that was um, uh, circulated on Twitter a couple of days ago. There's this new show called, I think, Sham or Swam or whatever. And uh, the one with the black girl in it. Uh, Chloe Bailey and uh, Damson Idris. Um, yeah, I think that's the one. It's on FX. I don't know where it's on. It's, I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime or something, but it was a it was a hot steamy session. Speaking about steamy, have you guys seen? I know this is I'm probably very very late to the party, but have you guys seen Caesar lately? Jesus, oh, Caesar! Know, oh Woo! Caesar! I don't, nah, I don't I don't know. Know. Oh my god! I don't, I don't know. I know. I don't know what happened. Went you you know went away. I came back, but god damn. <laughs> Bro, really? I had to go and look at the first album, like just the cover That's what of the I'm first saying, album yeah, where like, she's sitting on like yeah. grass, and I'm like, yo, okay, I'm not crazy. Like it wasn't like this. There was a video I saw, like Did a you... picture or something. 
Oh my God! Like uh, go wow. go watch um, Kill Bill at the end of Kill Bill. Was it Kill the, Bill. Kill Bill? the one, the video, the music, like the movie? Where she, no, no, no. She has a song called Kill Kill, Kill Bill on the new album. The new album is fire, oh. by the way. Um, I wish I could go. See oh, is it? Live. I haven't um, actually listened to it. I didn't even know there was oh. a new album. That's how out of the loop on R and B I've been. Oh no, no, she's fire. I like yeah, I like you know, you know me. Like I'm, I'm the kind of nigga that listens to R and B at the gym, so. I don't need that rah 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 to get in, get in the mood to to work out. But yeah, no, the, the new album is nice. Is is it, you know one of the best R&B albums I've heard in a while. So yeah, I, I, I was kind of skeptical, like as I had the first one was amazing. So I was I'm yeah. always a little wary that you know can you do it again? I'm not trying to like put no, as much pressure. Really? Obviously, it's not a it's not as good as the you know it it they are really albums that are like are better than people's like. Um, first albums yeah that one is you a classic hung- all time all time you're classic. hungry then i know that yeah so you yeah. put a lot more but like yeah i no, see Judy has been putting out some content who's Judy? put out some content Didi now brother love Didi. yeah but when you say content what do you mean like music yes now he has a song with party oh, next door he has a song with the bryson nah, man. With I, don't I, I don't know i'm not watching for Didi, man this time has passed uh, Diddy's time has passed. Now, nah, Diddy's evergreen. Man. In terms of like, uh, in terms of music that I, that I want to listen to, is my point. I just told you. Who I don't he mean. Has I don't mean like him the... being relevant. I'm saying from yeah, a, but he like, the people he has a song with the weekend. He has a song with party. Yeah, next. but doesn't mean he has a, good a song. song with... That's my point. Yeah, but the idea that you just say his time has passed, like these people are not relevant. I, I don't no, know no, if I. No, again, when I say that, I'm talking from my perspective, like. If Diddy releases a song, I'm not going to like. If Partners do release a song, I'm going to try oh, and listen to it as soon as I can. Is my point. Yeah, like, but so when I guess I what I'm saying that, is, like, I'm saying shouldn't for me, the music be stands for itself? Like, does it matter if it's oh goal? The music for me is what stands like is what matters. Like, it doesn't matter if it's and the thing is, I guess for me with Diddy. He generally puts out good music. He doesn't put out like Last Train to Paris. So what was the name of that album? That album was fire. Yeah, but where was that? How, do you know that album is almost ten years old? But Diddy has been in the game since 1990. <laughs> any any metric that you use for him is going to be a long time. So I guess what I'm saying is the songs that I've heard anyway. The one with Bryson I liked. The one with Party Next Door I don't remember as much. I haven't heard the one with The Weeknd yet, but. Yeah, just like the compilation looks like he's picking some some people that I like listening to, and I always trust. The thing with Diddy is he's one of these guys that I he's he's not going to make the music necessarily, but he's going to put enough pressure on everybody to make sure that they give their best. Like I remember watching um one of his albums where this was a while ago. That's this was his, a long his last time, train, his last last train to Paris, where he had somebody come and sing. And he Nicole. put the verse in, and did he say, nah, 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 nah. like, you have to go back in that. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, Cole. And, Cole, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the one, you know the one, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah No, no, again, I'm not, I'm not dismissing Didi. I'm just saying, like, I haven't listened. There's not, like, recently, like, his songs I haven't just hit, and, you know, until I, until someone tells me otherwise, I'm not looking for his music, I guess is my point. So for for my perspective, it's relevant in my life, but from music standpoint, is kind of like him. He's not in my top ten or top twenty people I'm gonna look for. So even if, even though it's busy music, eh, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do without that. 
So I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying like it's an indictment on him and you know Didi. I'm just saying from from what I've listened to him recently, he's reaching. And once you start reaching from him, like yeah. Once you start reaching, then you feel like you've lost like what's the name of that spark. What's that term that Didi used for for his um for the girl? You're trying to fuck with my bad boy for life. No, no, no. Huh? I think you're talking about the girl who's messing with me right now. Yeah. I, I, oh. I can't remember. I, I've, heard, I've heard him say that, but I, I don't know what. I can't remember what exactly it's called. Though. Yeah, I forget what it was. But anyway, shout out to Diddy, man. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like I said, if you haven't listened to the uh, new Scissor album, you should go listen to SOS. That's the name of the title. Uh, she's going to be in Vancouver. Oh, she was actually on Vancouver today. It's the 19th. Yeah, she's going to be playing in Vancouver today. I wanted to go, but couldn't make it. Uh, what were we talking about before we got to this? Is that <laughs> <laughs> do we remember at all? No idea, actually. I think we were talking about how correct I was and how correct I've been and what kind of streak I'm on and the fire that I'm letting out. You know, I'm on fire. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, I think I remember. I called you out about John Wick. You said in theaters now. I said, is it, is it actually in theaters? Huh. And then that's not the anyways, way we segue. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the way. Speaking of segue, Speaking of segues, welcome to the second rendition of Sunday Service. You know, for those of you who enjoyed uh, our topic last week about the Adam and Eve and the forbidden fruit, I contend forbidden fruit is pussy. Some of my colleagues disagree. They think it's apple. When I'm like, okay, <laughs> if we're going to go that literal, <laughs> it might be apple. But, um, today, today's topic is about aliens. And the idea that we are okay. Let me ask you. Let me ask. I'll start with Maestro first. Do you do you think we're the only like beings in this vast universe? Sorry, say that again. Today is about what? Aliens, like the idea of aliens, like of not being the only beings in the in the universe. Oh yeah, no, I don't think we're the only ones. You don't think we're the only ones. I, I kind of tend to agree with you. I think the, the universe is still vast. And I, I and the reason why I bring it up as a topic for Sunday service is because of if you, again, for those who, I wouldn't say like I know the Bible back and forth, but I think as a kid, I used to read a lot more of the Bible and you believe in the idea of the creation and this being created like everyone, you know, the animals, you know, the humans. So if he did that, do you, if you believe in that as a philosophy, do you also think that he created all the universes as well? Or do those people then have their own version of, you get what I'm trying to say, of God? Or, yeah, but I don't know. I, I just feel like they're, what, what is there? Like each galaxy has, um, yeah like X amounts of stars, like billions of stars, and then there are billions yeah. of galaxies. So just like the numbers alone, I guess, is like, what are the odds that this is the only one in trillions and trillions of stars? And star is just like our sun, right? So it's just like, yeah. how many of those are, are there in existence 
and how many, what are the odds that we are the only ones that have life? Because if you think about what life is considered, like a plant is still considered life, right? Like a plant mm-hmm. is considered to be alive as well. So maybe the life Fungi might not be life. the yeah. same way. Yeah, the virus but, can be live too. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree. Francis, you're a little bit quiet. But, so I you think know, there's life form. Do you do you agree with my assessment of like or of my premise of the fact that we're not the only ones in this vast universe? Or do you think this is just but this is if it? you're talking about life, are we or I mean are we talking about um another being similar to human? Or are you because no, I mean it doesn't, it doesn't if you're calling plants think, and all those things, of course there's different lives on on, on and on earth or in the world or i think you should be more specific oh okay so yes so there's the generalization of like life and what i'm actually talking about is specific like higher form of life in terms of like cognitive recognitions and things like that is what i'm talking about so in 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 your equation it'd be what equates to to humans in in other other galaxies right so I think there are there are beings. They might not look exactly how we look like or how we think aliens should look like, right? Because all that part is fiction. But I think they're actually all that beings. And if you think about the idea of the vast universe, they, they, there's definitely all that beings in there. Higher form of oh, yeah. humans. I, I feel like some of them have migrated to Earth and they're living amongst us, actually. Um, <laughs> For real? I, I wasn't going yeah. to take it that far. But... No, I definitely think so. And um, they will release or expose themselves soon sooner rather than later <laughs> i promise you because i, I mean know. we on earth no, we just keep being serious no 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 i'm actually being serious we just keep fucking around and going in going on on mars going on these different planets and trying to take the first picture and whatnot um and signals and all yeah that. you know what i mean i think we're we're pushing the boundary you know it has a do not enter sign and we keep entering but we will we will see very soon <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry. Why does it have it? Do not enter sign. I know. Like, no, I'm, where did you see the where eh? did you see the do not enter sign? No, no, it's like in Nigeria where it says beware of dogs. You know, if you see that in someone's <laughs> house, I you won't really just open the gate and enter. And you would knock first and know where the dog is, that kind of thing. But earth, I don't know who they report to or who they send an email to on the other <laughs> universe saying, yo, guys, we're coming. Are you guys home? Or are you doing like a you know open house? But I think if there were between if there X was and life X in other planets, like visible life, we would see it because we have images of other planets. Like we know what Mars looks like. We have, um, like we have pictures of of items of um of what the surface yeah, looks like. Of the pictures of from the rover too. They want the new upgraded the uh, scope that they just uh, NASA just did. Those pictures are actually fascinating. Yeah, and I we even have like to... other voyages, like I forget what they're called, but the ones where there was one that they sent out in like the seventies or something like that. That's just been taking pictures for the last thirty years of anything, and it just takes a while for those images to get back to us, right? But it's been, it's been on like it's been in space for like a long time, and it's just taking pictures as it goes further into space. But I think even when you think about some of the reports that have come out recently, this is like documented reports from the Pentagon where they talk about unidentified, you know, um, objects that not like unidentified in the way that, 
you know, China or like a, a, a another country, you know, can put out technology, like technology that doesn't exist, that we don't have, but is in our atmosphere. And you have a lot of people, you have like generals, retired generals coming and saying, hey, I saw this, you know, flying object. Like if you even just go on YouTube, there's video that they've yeah. now released. And that's like if the Pentagon is releasing some of this stuff now, it's like what else, you know, do they have that they're, they're not talking about? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that was going to be where I was going to take it to next is the fact that if there's actually real-life documentation of those UFOs that they can do things that we're not even close to actually, like, you know, um, doing with our, like, craft and all those things. So, and it's also fascinating because I think you would think if the, um, the Pentagon came out and said UFOs are real, people would be, would be more up in arms than they are. I feel like people just, you know, they're like, ah, okay. I don't know. That's just, the, I feel like the reaction to it has been underwhelming. Or do you, do you think I'm just reaching? No, but that's, that's the reaction to everything, right? It's like most people have enough issues to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Like they released some of this information during COVID. Who, like people were going through it in their own personal lives. It's like, if it's not present, if it's not attacking me, like if it's somewhere else, it's somewhere else, someone else will deal with it. I think until there is, like what Francis said, until there's something visible and present, whether it's a threat, whether it's an invite, whatever, then I think people will take it seriously. But like, it's like in your day-to-day life, where is this going to affect you tangibly, right? So there's a documentary actually, it's on Apple TV, I forget what it's called, but it was shot in, I think Zimbabwe. Oh, I forget yep, what it's called. Yeah, actually, I was going to bring that up. It's called Area Phenomenon. Yeah. I watched that too. Yeah. About when they, they they actually took psychologists there to interview this kid to swear they saw it. They had an interaction with the alien, right? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. And it happened in like yeah, the that's 90s, fascinating. I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for those of you who, who have Apple TV, it's called Era Phenomenon. Like, give it a watch. It's very fascinating and watch, like... Is it me, a show like, or a movie? I think... Uh, documentary, kind of. So it's, there's this um, set of kids who all, you know, had similar experiences about, you know, describing a being who, who they had an encounter with. And, you know, it, it makes for an interesting, like... Like analysis of the idea of which is one of the reasons why I brought this up actually is because I, after I watched that, uh, I I heard about it on the Dan Levitter show, and what's his name? What's him with that guy that used to be the baseball executive? Theo Vaughn. David Thompson. Yeah, David Thompson. He talked about it like this week on Dan Levitter. So I watched it and I'm like, huh. Let's talk about it. But anyways, let's not dwell too much on Sunday service. Um, if you guys. For those of you who think uh, we're the only ones on this universe, or if you think otherwise, or have a different opinion as to what we have on this podcast, you feel free to reach us on any of our social media platforms. And if you also have topics that you want us to discuss going forward, again, feel free to let us know. But let's move on to the game that I planned out today at the FA Cup quarterfinals uh, United. Sorry? Sorry. No, I was also going to add, if, if any of you as well are from the other planets, 
like Francis saying, if you're and, laughing and, and just and you yeah, know, and, and you're amongst us, yeah. Um, <laughs> please just just give give us a heads up. Um, <laughs> we're we're all know, good people. We're all good people. So yeah, please please give us a heads up. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I would like to use this opportunity to shout out all the people who reached out to me since the game ended to let me know that they took my guarantee to the bank. Um, return customers are always welcome. You know, shout out to you guys. I do this for y'all. I do this every week. I do this for y'all. I do this for y'all. I do this for y'all. Shout out for shout out to you guys for the love. Um, yeah, El Maestro. I'll keep I'll keep putting out those results for y'all. All right. Um, so uh, back to the game, FA Cup um, home against Fulham. The game ended United three, Fulham one. But I don't think that actually even really describes exactly what went on during the game. Um, stop me when you've heard some of this um, words before. So nostalgia, uh, nonchalant, sloppiness, giving the boy away, not ready. Things like that, uh, lack of energy. I think those are some of the words to describe what has plagued this iteration of United team. Um, I don't know what it is that we have to do, but it just this is something I brought up before. Um, we, we are just, I don't know, we just come out of the game and we're, we feel like we're not ready. We're still in the bus or we're still in the locker room for, for games. Um, Fulham, up onto the record, deserve to be one up, you know, by, by one goal. But, Shout out to Mitrovic and Willian. Um, those two records actually saved us in this game. I feel like if we continue in this kind of pace and manner, we might not be so lucky the next time this happens. But other than that, good win <laughs> after being yeah. <laughs> being gifted like two records. Uh, but guys, what are your, what were your thoughts on the game, Larry? I'll start with you. Uh, oh. oh, Francis, you go first. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, it was a, I think, yeah, it's, it's typical of United, like, we've, and we've seen that since I think the past month or like the past, yes, yeah, six weeks. And I, I just think this break or this international break, um, couldn't have come at a better time. I, I think these players are, are tired physically and mentally. Um, you can see it in some of the wouldn't a lot of them also be playing for international break too? So, no, not really. Does he really? Does he really do it? Like Bruno is going to play. Rashi yeah, is but play. no, is uh, for international break. You have two games in the space of two weeks. Uh, since December, we've been playing every three days. It's, it, there's a difference. Yeah. So, um, and a bunch of these guys might not even play. And considering the the magnitude of the international, the games within this international break. I think there's also the opportunity for the international coaches to give um, a lot of players some opportunity. So you won't see a Rashford playing in 90 minutes or, you know, even 75 minutes, at least 45 to 60 minutes, something like that, right? So I think, yeah, you it comes out. Again, I use Rashford as an example. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what Salgate is going to do. Well, I think it gives us the opportunity to also bring in some of our players that uh, are in the recovery. Like today, we missed Varane. Um, Christian Eriksen, as ETH said, should be coming back. Um, 
after international break, who's, who's going to be a huge addition to the to the team. It's, it's crazy that on one hand, it feels like we've forgotten about him, but uh, he's someone that we really need to come back as quick as possible. And then Marshall, I'm on one hand excited that he's coming back, but I know it's like, why would I waste this excitement when I know that this guy can't even last, you know, longer than two seconds? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, we would have, you know, the entirety of our squad back. And I'm just looking forward to seeing someone else apart from Vegas. You know, Vegas, thank you very, very much for what you've done so far. Really appreciate you. Um, and, yeah, I'm just looking forward to having the healthy team back. Now back to Fulham. Um, I thought Fulham were the better team from the beginning to the end. Um, I thought we made a lot of wrong decisions. To the end? No, no not the end, sorry. Uh, thank you for point, correcting me, actually. Till, Until the red card. Yeah, even, even right before the red card, I think once we brought on Anthony, um, we moved further up the pitch a little bit, you know, and it was a, he was a good addition to the team um, today. Um, but prior to that, I thought we were we were flat. Nothing we did was working. The only person I thought that was even trying to create and was having the energy and the um, foresight to even pick a very good pass was Martinez. You know, when everyone else has the ball, I'm like, what are you guys doing? And then Martinez gets the ball and I'm a little bit happy again because I know he's going to do the right thing. But yeah, before before that happened, I thought I thought it was a a bad game um, from United. I thought Fulham were the better team. Um, but all of a sudden, Anthony comes on, we string one or two attacks. I think there was one, the first one, they, they fouled him. The second one um, was a quick break where I thought, you know, he was going to make a wrong decision. But lo and behold, he passed to Sancho. And although, you see, you know, he passed with his, with his left foot, um, but thankfully, the pass went to Sancho anyways. Um, I Initially, when Sancho beat the keeper, I'm like in my head, I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, why didn't you just like place the ball? But then he still had the composure to break the defender that was coming and pick a a a spot in the post and place the ball. Um, luckily for us, you know, it was a handball and then a, a red card, and uh, Mitrovic did his own thing. So a lot of things played into our hands, and um, yeah, after that, two two quick fire goals. Even at that point, I thought United could have been a little bit more productive, like be on the front foot. These guys are playing nine men. Like instead, we're passing our own half, being a little bit slow. So yeah, it goes back to my initial point. I think these players are tired and they 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 really, really need a break. So Maestro, do you agree that it's it's more tiredness? I, I think this is just who this team is. And it's just gonna take a lot of like Re-engineering of the when way you say who this team is, what, what do you mean? Like this, like you said, this is not a, this is this is like to me this is like a reoccurring theme when it, uh, for United. Uh, I don't think it, and I mean like this iteration of this team. Like yes, we're going to go the season. To when you're saying like the entire season? I would say from the second half of the season. Like to me, like since the World Cup, I don't think we've really started games like. I don't, I don't know if I agree. I think there's almost like a period, like, I would after say we lost Ericsson. Leicester. Huh? I think after no. we lost er- Ericsson, 
Um, I think no, after that, there are games, like, there games where, we, bit, where uh, we're talking about how sloppy, how sloppy we are. Like, I feel like the sloppiness and the slowness has just been something that's been really yeah. I mean, yeah, that's we, just my, my view. Sorry, sorry. We lost Ericsson at the, I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, at the beginning of February, right? Yeah, something like that. And then yeah, right good. after that, we played a Crystal Palace at home and then Leicester City. Uh, and again, I might be messing up the, the details, but I think that drop um, in, in terms of control started after we lost Ericsson. So um, I think there, there are a few things at play, right? One is our midfield will always, at this point, especially with Casemiro out, has included either Fred or Scott. There was a period where Fred was alternating performances between good and bad. I think our midfield really dictates how we play. Now, part of... The, so I think, yes, I agree with Francis about the fatigue, right? I, I just think it's a lot of games. We've played almost 50 games. I think we're on 49 games for the season. There are teams, top flight teams, that will not play up to the number of games we've played already, right? We are still in the FA Cup. We are still in the Carabao Cup. We're still in the Premier League. And we've won, sorry, we've won the Carabao Cup, sorry. So in all four competitions, we are playing, like you said, every week. Where I think we have issues is that Ten Hag is very hesitant to drop certain players. And I, I think that as we get closer to the end of the season, he has to start dropping some players. When I say dropping, just rotating. So today, for example, I didn't think Wambasaka needed to play. I didn't think Sean needed to play. I don't think both of those guys have done enough to deserve this starting role that they get. I think they need to be rotated, right? I don't think Dalu has played well, but I, I, I don't look at Wambasaka and think he's playing better than Dalu has when Dalu's been there. I don't think Shaw's concentration is up to it at all. I thought he had another poor game again today. Um... But I think there are a number of things that are going on. When we don't have Casemiro, we lack two things. We lack control. And um, related to that control, we lack leadership. So when I looked at the pitch today, I thought we just lacked leadership and composure. Now, when you are not at your most energetic version like when you are when you energy energy levels are, are lower you start making sloppier decisions because you start cutting corners right that run is not as is not as like look at the difference between us and Fulham today I thought pressing we were not terrible but decision making I thought we were a little lacking and I think if I segue I will talk about Bruno as being part of the problem with our performance today, right? I before, thought before you was... segue, you mm-hmm. can I ask you a question? You said Casemiro, but yes, I would challenge that and say Casemiro has been in games where we've been sloppy too. Yes, but Casemiro, so Casemiro is more likely to provide leadership. So, for example, today when we went down to t- sorry when we when we went down a goal, right? We started hurrying our play again. Again, it's like we like we did against Liverpool. Like we want to hurry up and get the goal back, hurry up and get the goal back. And I think that's what Anthony and that's where me I like Sancho, right? Sancho is not always 
his presence in the team isn't always felt. But you see that chance that he, he got, like it was frustrating that he didn't shoot. But if that's Bruno, Bruno is shooting that right away and he's missing it. Like Bruno had a chance where they, where they gave him the ball and he shot it first. And I'm like, why are you in a hurry to shoot? You have there, but there's nobody around you. Take a touch and then shoot or take a touch. And then, and sometimes I just think there is that like, like let's do it. Like, you know that. And sometimes you want somebody that is going to calm things down. When there's no Casemiro, I'm not saying that he plays well every time, but just you have Harry Maguire as the captain, you have Bruno as the co-captain. There isn't always that leadership as far as like, guys, we just considered, let's calm this game down. Let's play our game and get back in. And I think we had that even when we weren't playing well. And I'm a little worried now. Like if we didn't get... Obviously, Sancho created a chance that led to um, the penalty. But to Francis's point, you know, before Anthony came in, before that chance, it just felt like you're looking at this game and you're like, yo, I don't know if these guys, the way they are playing, I don't know if we're going to score today, right? So, yeah, I think I think some of it is fatigue. But I think when certain players are not there, you begin to see the lack of leadership in the way that we play. And the people that are our leaders, like, again, Bruno and Harry, they don't always, they're not the most composed players. And so that energy begins to fit into the rest of the team. Yeah, no, like, I, I think that's a good point with Casemiro. I think Casemiro makes it a little bit easier. But even with Casemiro there, the fact that Bruno and Maguire are technically our captains just means, like, I don't, I don't see any... If you add both of them together, I don't see one leader in, in, in one ounce of leadership in both of them. So I don't know. I know we're not going to... I don't know if we're going to change Bruno as our captain anytime soon, even if we get better players. Or do you guys think Bruno's cap? Like, do you think Bruno is going to be our captain? Like, if we got better players, like, let's say next evening, we got better players, do you think Bruno is going to be our captain? Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I, I won't be surprised if ETH doesn't change it, to be honest. Um, I, I think on one hand, I, I can see some of the qualities or leadership qualities that uh, Bruno brings on the pitch. Uh, and I think at this point, with this version of this team, it is is required. Um, we can talk about some of the silly um, things that Bruno does, you know, flaring arms, being very soft, you know, things like that. If if you put that aside and actually think about people that are vocal and people that try to lead by example, um, points to the younger players on what to do and whatnot. I, I think Bruno has done a good job at that so far. And I won't be surprised if he continues to do that next season. Um, with someone like Casemiro, he's, he can't really speak English. So although he might have a voice in the, in, the, in the dressing room, I think it might be tougher for him to be able to communicate that quickly on, on the field, right? So things like that, I think ETH will take into, exam, into consideration um, and also um, considering the number of years that uh, someone has spent in the dressing room. So I won't be surprised if Bruno remains the captain or co-captain next season. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, besides the energy part from Bruno, like I don't see anything else that he brings to the table. Ah, you can't say besides the energy part. No, no. And again, when I say that, like you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. You can give me examples of what you guys see. 
I'm just telling you Bruno what has I see, created right? the most chances. He's yeah, created, but I thought like it starts when so he's created. It's, mm-hmm. I think for this for but, this version but, of this, but team, it's created chances. It's created chances like like a form of leadership to you. Like to me, like I don't. No, you said, no, no, no. That was not what you said. No. Else that he does. Yeah, you said you don't no, see no, anything I, else I, he I'm does. Picking for, no, no, no. I wasn't. I said from a leadership standpoint, besides his energy, I don't see anything else he brings to the table. Is, is what I was saying. I mean, what what else would you ask for in a leader? Be assertive, like you know, like I said, when things are not going right, like bring people together, like you things like that. That's what I expect from someone, a captain on the field. On, on the field. Yeah, I don't and see I think, any of that and, from Bruno. Yeah, and I think Bruno has his faults. Everyone can agree to that. But you, I don't think you can knock him and say he doesn't bring the team together. I don't think you can knock him and say he's not the first to run, you know, around. Bruno has played the highest number of minutes for Manchester United. If that's not leadership, then I don't know what it is. You know, everybody can fall down and say they're injured. They can't they can make themselves available for the next team. Look at Marshall. Marshall, Vegas that came in and he has played more games than Marshall. But Bruno, regardless of whatever happens, he's available for the next game. You know, so that's that's some some form of leadership. And you can... Even hear how mm-hmm. he speak. Sorry, uh, I don't know. I, I I get what you're saying, but I kind of like someone being available doesn't mean like if I'm injury prone doesn't mean that I don't have an leadership. Cost. Like I don't equate those two things to, to being lit. If you get what I'm trying to say, My no. But, but, but no. The, the point is that if you are playing every game and you are playing ninety minutes mm-hmm. every game, it's not because you are not injured. It's not because you don't have any niggles. Yes, sacrificing any... for the team. Yes. Yes, like there is no way Bruno doesn't have small. He's played ninety minutes almost every game, so there's there's a level of like playing through some type of pain threshold, and I think people respect that. Like, it's not to say that like oh Marshall, you know, wouldn't play if he could. I'm just saying like availability matters because everybody at this point in the season, especially, is playing through one thing or another. And so I think that that matters. I am hopeful that in a better team. So again, we see a huge drop off in quality when certain players are not playing, right? Like you look at Shaw today. I didn't think he was good. Well, I I didn't think he had the best game. Wambasaka. Okay, so then you take those two people that are like that have played decent for us in recent times, and then you couple that by adding Harry Maguire into the team, and then adding Scott McTominay into the team and then having Vegas in the team as well. So now you're carrying a lot of players that ordinarily shouldn't be starting for us, right? And so that, I think, has a trickle-down effect as far as the performance of the team is concerned as well, right? So, you know, hopefully, you know, Ericsson coming back, Casemiro coming back at some point as well, um, I don't even need Ericsson to start every game because if you have Ericsson, Sabita, Fred, Casemiro, and Bruno, now you can put together a midfield of different players. You can put a midfield of Ericsson, Casemiro, Sabita. You can put a midfield of Ericsson, Sabita, Bruno, you know, on and on. So I think, obviously, this season we are limited. I think next season, midfield is extremely important for us because it's where it's it's the area that really determines our performances 
almost more than any other area. I think, obviously, we, we need to get a striker because you can see that Vegas is not in these games. Like, today, I didn't see him at all. Right, especially in that first half, I didn't I didn't really see him in the flow of the game. And there's no spread today. So it's like there's nothing for the defenders to be worried about. And that has to change. So I'm kind of looking forward to Marshall coming back. I, I, I don't know how long he's going to be able to last for when he does. But we are we are close to the end of the season now. So if we can get him even for the odd game here or there, um, you know, we have some really important games that are coming up. We have the FA Cup semi-final against Brighton. We have the Premier League stretch. We have the games against Sevilla, uh, Seville. And so I think it's it like we're going to start playing better quality opposition. And so we need these guys to be better and to like, you know, um, we need the quality on our team to, to reflect some of the games that we're about to play so that at least it gives us an opportunity um, to be able to finish the, the season on a high and with even more silverware than we have right now. What do, uh, Francis, what did you think of Sancho's performance today? Or I guess Sancho's performance, if you just want to rate him since we brought him back we, since um, Tanaga has reintroduced him into the team, how, how, how do you think Sancho has played so far? Um, I, I think it's... I think he's been just there um initially i was going to say you know he, he needs to take some time to get himself back into the team um and with the way we've been playing um prior to him coming inside we've not really been at um our, our best as well so um he's coming to a team that is somehow struggling to hold um hold possession and then um trying to find themselves in 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 in, in the attacking phase so it's been tough for him, um, I'm coming into the, into this team. But Sancho himself, I don't know. Um, I, I think he plays better when we have more possession of the ball. Um, Sancho is probably not the quickest player, like a Rashford or something. The his strengths are just you know able to be calm and pick a pass or, or make the right decisions. I think that's what Sancho does very well. Um, but with the way we've been playing, I don't think that has benefited his his qualities. And I think maybe with Ericsson coming back or we having our full squad and him playing, I think he's going to get better. Um, but at the moment, I would just, if I was to grade him out, I think he has been mid um, since since he got back. I think what? when we talk about Anthony, we offer way more um, grace to Sancho than we do to Anthony. Right, like the way people talk about Anthony, and again, I think part of Anthony's problem is just the showboating without showboating in unnecessary moments. But I think Sancho has to do more. There's, you know, when he initially came back and everybody was happy for him, he showed a little more cutting edge. I think the problem with Sancho is, first of all, I don't know that people really realize the kind of player that he actually is. So we chased him for two summers, thinking that he would be the 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 answer to the you know the a missing part of the jigsaw, and it's like you watch him and he's like okay he doesn't have pace, and you're still trying to figure out where is the cutting edge. This is somebody who scored a lot of goals in Germany, who also created a lot of goals as well, so a lot of assists and lots of goals, and you're looking and saying is this actually the player that we thought we were getting, 
or is there something else that we're missing in terms of cutting edge? And and I think this season is almost a write-off. Like, I think he can still, you know, um, like today, I thought he was involved in our best moments. You know, the penalty and the, um, the second goal as well. You know, but I don't know that there's enough cutting edge there. Like, for him to be dragging his shirt with Pelestri, you know, I think it says a lot. But maybe, again, like some of these guys, I think he's also probably better on the left than he is on the right. And so it's like when Rashford plays on the right, you know, but even thinking about Rashford today, you know, Rashford didn't offer as much going forward today. And you would also say that his, his performance was similar to Sancho's. The difference is we've seen Rashford actually play with a lot more confidence. So... You know, there are lots of players that we have coming back. We have Ahmad coming back. We potentially have Greenwood coming back. I think, you know, we don't talk about Greenwood because obviously we don't know his status. But for me, um, aside from depending on what the outcome of his, of, of United deciding, if Greenwood comes back into this team, there's going to be a learning curve in terms of what Ten Hag wants. But as far as like cutting edge, I think a lot of these guys are going to be in trouble because Greenwood scores right leg, left leg. He can run at you. He can finish. So, you know, you look at Sancho and you begin to say, where he, where is his road to becoming a or to being a full-time starter on this team? And I think that road is 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 more perilous day after day. We have Garnacho, we have Ahmad, we have Pelestri, we have Rashford. We have Sancho, we have Anthony, we have Greenwood. I didn't even call Ilanga Langa. That is probably not you, going to be here for long, right? So, you think uh, you think Ahmad makes it, or you think he has a chance? Let me know. I think he, he has it. a chance only because he's on the right. So I think the competition that he faces. I mean, obviously he's in competition with Palestri. I think one or both of them end up going on loan. Next season again, depending on what happens with with um, Greenwood. with uh, with Greenwood, but I, but I I think um, yeah I, I don't think Sancho can afford to go on loan, so he actually has to show something. Pelestri can still, based on his performances this season, you can say okay, let's send him to you know a team like Leeds for a season, let him get game time. Ahmad is playing in Championship. He's going to be in um, Premier League, or he's going to be at the top level next season for sure, somewhere. So you look at Sancho and you say the clock is ticking in terms of you getting your act together and showing what you can do. And it's like if he leaves United, where does he go? You know, like where does he go? Like we haven't seen, we haven't seen that version of Sancho that we expected to see, and. Um, it doesn't mean that that player isn't there. Again, before he came to United, he was very highly rated. So I think this season is kind of a write-off, but, you know, I anticipate that next season, um, again, maybe with better players around him, we get to see a little bit more. But, you know, I, I don't think, I think the pressure is on and the clock is ticking for Sancho right now. Yeah, I think I, I tend to agree with you. Um... I guess I, I'm just I'm trying to wonder what the major difference is in the Bundesliga versus the Premier League. Yes, I know the Premier League is a little bit more of a harder 
But this is why I I've been saying, like, I don't fuck with Dortmund, fam. There's no player that we've gotten from Dortmund that has been good for us. You, you don't, you don't, that's true. You don't, you don't think, uh, uh Kagawa was, no, no, Kagawa. Kagawa, was gonna, yeah. Kagawa was the only one I was gonna say. Nah, B, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought uh, Mikitarian was even better than Kagawa. Oh, shit, we got Mikitarian too. How many players have we gotten yeah, from there? Three? This I think there's one more we're missing. I forget who it is. Mikitarian, Kagawa, Sancho. And these were all players that were like players of the season when we got them. Yeah, boys, I don't know, man. Some some of these players, I don't know. It's like they 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 leave a defined system and then they come into a United that's so disoriented. Like I I I can use we can use other players too that have left Dortmund and have gone on to other teams and actually excelled. You know, you have the Obama Youngs, you have the Lewandowski, the Hala, the Hallands, even Matt Matt Hommel's Gondogan, almost every yes. other player. I don't know if I would say Gunnigan, but I guess I guess you could make those points, right? I'm just yeah. saying that like our track record with Dortmund hasn't been great. So when I even hear of Bellingham, I'm very weary. Like that's one of the reasons why I don't want to touch Bellingham. For yeah. me, I'm just like if they are talking 150, just let them go somewhere else. Yeah, and yeah. and I think the the period at which we got some of these players was a, in a phase where oh. United didn't even know who them who who they were. You know, like Kagawa, for example, I think he was, we didn't buy him to be a, a starter, but he came in and he did something. And we actually won a title the season he came. We won the league, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, that part, I won't, I won't even say he's a, he's a failed player. I think he played his role and whatever. But the other nah, two... Kagawa was underwhelming. Kagawa was player of the year in Germany. And yeah, but you remember like, United, you remember United... At that point, didn't play with a 10. And then we've signed a 10, which was a little strange at the time because we never really used to play with a 10. So it, in, at that point in time, we didn't really know where to play him. We ended up playing Rooney behind Van Persie. And they would alternate in some cases. Right? So I don't know. I think we, we lost ourselves over a period of time when we're buying some of these players. And okay, I, but... Ultimately, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that he was a flop. He wasn't a flop. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying what we thought we got wasn't what we got. And it wasn't just down to um, the the fact that it's like you watch him and you're looking at it and saying, what are you good at? Like, what? Like, Bruno is a number 10. Okay, Bruno is a little bit different, but Bruno played under Ole, for example, right? Mm-hmm. With Kagawa, with Mkhitaryan, it was like the opportunities were there for them to show something. Sometimes, like, and I think with as fans especially, there are certain type of players that we give more grace to where we want to believe that they are going to be good. I think Pogba was an example of that, right? Yeah. Where we are, we are waiting for that thing and then we see we keep making a lot of excuses, right? And I think if you're good, like sometimes if you're good, it just shows, it just comes across. Like it's not every situation for sure, but the kinds of players that we thought we were getting were players that were, because again, like you said, those were teams that were already good. So we just needed somebody that was going to bring a little bit of source. And we didn't we didn't really get that source. I think of Veron as another example. Although I watched Veron in, one of our games recently, and I thought, again, Veron was just that guy that what we thought we were getting, he wasn't the, like, 
you, it was hard to judge him because we thought we were getting like South American flair and but Veron was just like a a guy that keeps him moving, like a Casemiro almost. Not not with the defensive side, but like a Rodri. He was like a Rodri. No flashiness, but he can retain the ball, he can pass it. And when you're watching it, you're looking and you're saying, mm, this looks very ordinary. But at the same time, there's a lot that is happening there, right? So I, I guess I'm just a little wary about uh, Dortmund players and when I, I, I think what I'm, well, yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but me, I think where I, I, I um, lie with this is if we identify someone that fits the system or what ETH is trying to do, and regardless of whatever club is from, if we get it from Dortmund, I feel a little more confident taking a risk on a player now um, than in the past because we didn't know what we we're doing. So I will, if if we get someone from Dortmund right now again. Apart, like ignoring the overhyped price um, um, conversation that comes into this, um, if we do get someone from Dortmund and we've identified that he fits the system, um, I think we will get more out of the player than in the past. So we're just shopping without a plan. Yeah, I, I think I actually I agree with you on that. But I'm just I don't know. I don't know what it would take for Sancho. For us to see the Dortmund Sancho on this team, I guess is where, where I lie with him. I don't know what it would take because, like you said, maybe he's better off on the left, but Rashi's already on that left. There's nobody that's taking Rashi's spot on that left, right? So the alternative for him is to try and be better on the right side. And like you said, once if we start bringing it, like he already has competition there now. He has Anthony, who, again, I still, the jury is still hard for Anthony for me. Um, and I, we can actually segue into that, like in terms of Anthony. Um, we we had a discussion about Anthony and Rafinha, and I said I was going to pick Rafinha. I think Lion was like, ah, eh, maybe they're a little bit more neck and neck, but we can probably discuss that right now. Well, what are your, in terms of Anthony or Rafinha? Uh, well, do you? I personally would take Rafinha over Anthony in this team. Um, Francis, who would you take? No, no. I- I'll take Rafinha, but is that the conversation? Are we comparing him to someone else or we're talking about Anthony solely? Well, it's kind of the same thing because I'm comparing them in the sense that they both made the same position for their respective teams, right? I mean, if that's the case, then I, I, I mean, I, I can take De Bruyne for, for Bruno or something like that. I think the conversation is about Anthony and what he brings to the team. and. As so yeah, far, you called Anthony a lemon. Yeah, and then, me. Again, oh, I still, no, no, I still no, call Jimmy, him me, Jimmy. me. You know, I'm the one. I, I'm the yeah. I'm one of call him lemon, and I stand by that because yeah, he scored a few goals. I'm sorry for those I, that don't I, know. Just like the, I guess define what you mean by lemon as well, because not everybody might know what you mean. Oh, lemon is like I feel like we bought a, a bus, is what I mean. And lemon, my definition is lemon is for those who have ever ventured into buying something from um, what's the name of that website? Is it Make It Wish <laughs> or Wish Wish dot com? <laughs> like when you see PlayStations and you open it, you, you know, but the, the the actual casing will look like a PlayStation Four, but when you plug in the game, what you're seeing is something different. Is I guess is what I mean by lemon, and that's why I feel about Anthony. I feel like if you see Anthony and you the idea of Anthony as a Brazilian and his skill level and what he's supposed to offer to the team. And then the actual application of, of his skills on the pitch, I think, is a lemon. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, so yeah, would yeah, your, yeah. It makes sense, but would your opinion be different if he was not from Brazil? But we can't take that out of the equation. He is from Brazil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anthony has been under, like, underwhelming, extremely, for sure. He has been very underwhelming. But I, I can see what Anthony brings to this team. And I can see how this team... I don't even know if I would say Anthony is underwhelming. I, I, because I, I, think I don't know what you expected from Anthony to begin with, I guess. I, I think I expected him to be more productive up front. I think I expected him to take on his man more. And I think I expected him to take more risk. But in some cases, we just see a a player who's, I think he's more worried, Not no, he's more concerned about the mind you Instagram handler getting some, some Instagram okay. reels, you know, to post <laughs> than actually doing something, you know? Um, it, and to me, that's his biggest issue, is that if Anthony actually didn't do any of those stupid, idiotic side skills when there was no threat, like those, those, you know, I want to pass the ball and I'll do all this stupid skill just to give a pass to the fullback behind me. I don't think we would be on his case so much. Like sometimes I watch Vinicius and Vinicius can be frustrating sometimes. Because he's the kind of guy that will take that risk that you're talking about, but it's not always going to come through. And sometimes he loses the ball in positions that are not great, right? And that's one thing I don't mind about Anthony. Is like, even though he's not always going to create, he doesn't lose the ball. And I think he stretches teams out. So I think wing play, just as a winger, I think whether or not you believe that he's creating a threat. Defenders believe there's a threat. Defenders don't leave Anthony. If they leave him, it's not for long. You get what I mean? Like, and he's always hogging that touchline. So it means that your defense is going to be stretched. Like you're going to have that fullback that accounts for it. Now, when he gets the ball, he's predictable. But it doesn't mean that these guys don't respect the threat. And so, like, and because he doesn't lose the ball, for me, it's his first season in the Premier League. He scored. It's not like he hasn't scored. So for me, I just look at it and I think, yes, he's he's frustrating, but I don't know how old Anthony is. He's like what, 23, 22? Like it took Rash for a few years to be able to come into his own. So not everybody is going to get it on day one. I think second season, then I'm 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 more like ready to judge him if he hasn't developed a right leg, if he's still doing some of these stupid um useless skills that don't matter, then yes, I'm I'm more willing to like be mad at him. But even today I thought he had more cutting edge than in some of his other games when he came on. Even before the red card, I thought he was more direct. So I think his his performances have been a little more hit or miss. But I, I think he's given he's also provided like a little more than he was doing earlier in the season. So for me, the jury is still out on him, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, 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 can, I can see, I can, in, a, in a perfect universe, you can see him being better in, in the second season in the Premier League. Um, my, I guess my, because my issue with him is not the showboating, because like you said, you mentioned Vinicius. Vinicius does that, but I, I feel like Vinicius poses more of a threat, right? Than than Anthony maybe has ever done like you know in, in his first season with us, 
But I think for me, my main issue with him is not willing to, number one, take risk. Number two, not willing to use his right right leg, either because he doesn't have a right leg or because, I don't know, again, it comes back to him well, being afraid to lose the so, Sorry, what happened? Madrid just scored a classical. Oh, we just I'm, lead. I'm a little bit behind. And, but yeah, so I guess that's my issue with him. I, uh, and, and again, if once, let's go, when we to go into next season now, and yes, say yes, he starts taking more risk, he starts using his right leg more, then I'll, you know, I'll take my word back. But for now, to me, it's a lemma because from, from the expectation, and if you include the, the amount of money we pay for him, the fact that, you know, he's Brazilian, the fact that he's supposed to have all this skill and all that, like, I don't see it. And I'm hoping because I don't want us to just waste another 70 million on somebody. I feel like we've been trying to get somebody to play that game since Greenwood has been away from the team. And we just haven't Other than that, I don't think there's anybody else I actually want to talk about in this in, in this performance. Um, Bruno, Bruno will be Bruno forever. Like, I don't know. I don't know if Bruno, Bruno will ever improve to be who we want him to improve to. Um, but I, like, I'm still uh, waiting for better quality players like again a better striker and yeah a better more solid midfield to judge bruno because i think if bruno is still doing this rubbish when <laughs> there there is less pressure on him right because he's not always bad it's just i i me i feel like his decision making can be lazy sometimes right like he just goes for the low hanging fruits when just a tiny bit more composure and you can get a little bit more out of that situation, right? But as far as chance creation is concerned, he's still very good. I think his finishing has, has diminished or hasn't been as good as when, you know, in his first season, for example. And maybe that might be confidence. But if we can get better players, we'll see if, you know, he's able to then do a little bit more, just, you know, like... As an example, I'm not saying this is somebody that I don't think we're going to go for this person anymore. But if you have a midfield of like Frankie, Bruno, and Casemiro, you will be less likely to ever see Bruno in our own half because our ball retention will be better. He'll be further up the field, and then it's easier to actually get him the ball further up the pitch. Oh, they canceled the goal for Madrid offside. For offside yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, and 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 to be fair to Bruno, and I know like we're a little bit harsh on him, like he's one of the players that sacrifices most for this team, right? Like even today when we brought in, who did we bring in? Um, who did Anthony come in for again? He came in for a defender, right? For Scott. Yeah. Oh, for me, yeah. Like Bruno has to be the, the player who moved deeper, right? So yeah, he's he, he's been put in compromising situations and not in his best position throughout the season and you know I applaud him for that but at the same time I still think even if he was playing that 10 he still has those tendencies of rushing passes or just you know giving passes to the to the to the man who's not even looking and then he throws his hand up and say oh didn't you see that pass and I'm like what what are you doing <laughs> but yeah but I think regardless. there are only so many people that he can do that to right like Francis made this point at some points where he talks about Christian Eriksen and it's like when Eriksen is in a team it takes a little more pressure off Bruno and Bruno plays a little bit better because one, he gets to, he the responsibility for creating is less and two, there's just somebody else that is on 
a wavelength with him to where they can also give him the ball in positions that he can be more threatening. So I think that, like, flaying your arms up and doing all of that, I think it's, it's only certain people. If we have certain people in this team, oof, if we have certain people in this team, I think he's then less likely to to even get into that mode because, you know, you respect certain people a little bit more because you know what they offer. Like, if Hurricane is in this team, for example, again, as an example, Hurricane, say Hurricane and Frankie De Young, I don't see him pointing at Harry Kane and shouting, you should have seen that bone. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> you know. Anyways, um, our next game is going to be after the international break, which is April 2nd against Newcastle. We're not going to go into that game today because, again, we'd like to wait and see how the players return from international break. But I think this comes brings us to the end of our podcast, except you guys have something else that you want to discuss before we wrap today's episode up. I don't think anything for me. I think I think we've covered we've covered most things. Yeah, I see Rex yeah, I'm, I'm good as well. Do you see this? There's an ad for Rex at the camp at the camp new. Look at the yes, Rexy Rexy. Like just look at the board. Wow. Rexy the producer for United. For Rexy, that Rexy. Look I, at I, the ad board on in the company right now. Spotify, Rexy, see. big time. You don't see it. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm what about you? Okay, I see. I see new new album. I'm, I'm yeah. 84, 84, 51, 84, 51. Okay, it's coming. It's loading. I'm on eighty six. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. Shout out to again. Guess uh, what's his name? But now boy is gonna be playing. Um, wait, I know it's a big. Yeah, is it you? Yeah, for champion. UEFA champion. Yeah, man. Yo. That boy is moving mad these days, man. Shout out to him still. He was uh, he was at the NBA uh, All Star Weekend. <laughs> why? Why you don't like me, <laughs> uh, But yeah, shout out to Bonaboy still. But again, thank you all for listening. Please give us a follow on socials at What We Do on Twitter, Instagram, and also TikTok. Rate and review us five stars only. Anything less? It's yourself. You don't know the vibe.